You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. President Obama is at the Pentagon. He will be giving an update on his administration's battle against Islamic State, against ISIS. But he will be opening up the uh, post-briefing statement to questions from the press, potentially giving him another chance to weigh in on the election. Angela Greiling Keen, our White House reporter for Bloomberg News, joins us now uh, from Washington, D.C., home to Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 HD. Too. Angela, thank you for being with us. Tell us, uh, why is the president going to the Pentagon in order to tell the nation about the efforts on the administration's part to battle ISIS? The president has been meeting with his National Security Council this afternoon at the Pentagon. He's done these meetings with the National Security Council at a variety of locations. This time he returns to the Pentagon where he's done them before. Sometimes they're at the White House, sometimes they're at other parts of the defense or intelligence community, but he likes to move them around. And this time he's taking the different step of having a press conference afterwards. So we expect him to address not only national security concerns and Islamic State, but also all the other issues of the day. Well, let's start with uh, Islamic State uh, and the, uh, ex- the expansion of the U.S.-led coalition's military uh, mission against ISIS as the U.S. bombs targets in and around uh, a key Libyan city. Undoubtedly, Libya will be one of the questions. This will be the first time that President Obama is likely to address Libya at a press conference. We expect him to be asked about his decision to use more U.S. Um, uh, air power against Islamic State targets in Libya. It was a key decision to expand the U.S. mission and uh, take airstrikes in Libya, and clearly that's not been well received by everybody, and he will undoubtedly be asked about that. As far as any new policies, will there be any indication of any other uh, sort of uh, routes or strategies to uh, battle Islamic State or uh, waves of terrorism around the world? We don't expect new policy announcements out of this press conference. He routinely speaks after these meetings and does not announce any new policy but it's unusual for him to take questions from the press. So that, that's what's different. But there's been no telegraphing of any changes in strategy or other increases in uh, U.S. involvement against Islamic State. Is there any particular reason to, to do this at this time? Is this routine uh, and this is the right time to talk about ISIS? Uh, you say you haven't been telegraphing any big announcement, or he hasn't. That's what you're picking up on. Uh, so in, 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 what, how should we understand the, the, uh, the, the messaging and I guess even we would say the optics of the president's appearance today? Well, the meetings are routine. He meets with his National Security Council regularly, and these meetings at different locations have been happening on approximately a quarterly basis. The White House has chosen to draw attention to these meetings, and part of that is making sure that the president is out there and people are paying attention to his message against Islamic State. The president's about to head on vacation for the next two weeks. So starting on Saturday, he'll be on Martha's Vineyard on vacation, a lot of golf, and for sure the White House wants to keep the optics that the president's working hard, that he's paying attention to world events, and that, uh, I would guess, is part of the timing of this particular meeting and press conference. 
Tell us about the questions. Uh, one question, sure, to be the authorization of the $400 million cash payment to Iran that coincided with the release of those American prisoners. That was back in January. Iran's likely to come up. Uh, we've heard a lot from the White House in the past uh, day and a half on that. The, the White House line is that they did announce this payment back in January when they released the hostages, that this payment wasn't a secret, and the, the White House line is that this also was not ransom. Of course, the president is likely to still be asked about that, uh, but he may not say anything different than what his uh, administration surrogates have been saying already. The other topics that are likely to come up are Russia. He talked a little bit the other day about the increasingly tense relationship with Russia and President Putin. And, of course, there will be some sort of question or questions involving the presidential election and Donald Trump. President Obama had a press conference just two days ago, and he declared at that press conference Donald Trump, quote, unfit to serve as president, but he will surely have more to say on that topic today. Well, certainly uh, reporters are going to question on, on that, and, and it's always hard to tell in advance. I mean, occasionally uh, when the president has a press conference, he goes and goes and goes until every last person in that room has had the opportunity to ask at least one question. So in all that, we've got to figure that there will be maybe even more than one version of that question asked. There certainly could be. We're expecting about five to six questions today, which is about an average amount of questions for a full press conference. It's, it is fairly unusual for President Obama, who can go months without a press conference, to have two in a week. Just on Tuesday, he held a press conference with the Singapore Prime Minister Lee at the White House, and both Obama and Lee took... Uh, they took a total of four questions, two from each country. So this is uh, a fair amount of questions for the press, for the public, from President Obama in a single week. Will the president also be asked about Russia's influence on U.S. elections? He very well could be. He did address Russia on Tuesday. He said that uh, he, he certainly did not link Russia to the hacks of the Democratic National Committee and the uh, Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, but he didn't steer away from those either. He said it's too early to say for sure. He also said that he essentially said that anything that Russia does won't make the relationship any worse. He said things are already pretty bad between him and Putin, between the U.S. and Russia, and that uh, even if Russia is found to be responsible for that hack, that he doubts it will change anything. The U.S. wants to work with Russia to improve things in Syria, but beyond that, there's fairly little cooperation right now between the two countries. Uh, you know, a, a story that you uh, also were part of this week has to do with uh, political hacking uh, and uh, this possibility of actually designating elections as national critical infrastructure, right, after the recent hacking mm -hmm. attacks, on, obviously, on political groups, on the DNC. How is this just something that, you know, someone answered and in, 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 you know, brought up in a question, Homeland Security Secretary uh, Johnson, actually, or is there some serious push in this direction, do you think? Uh, it, it is important. Um, you're right. So Homeland Security T Secretary Jay Johnson is the person who talked about whether the U.S. may designate elections as, quote, national critical infrastructure, and that means that they would get extra Homeland Security protection. Um, what, Jay Johnson was talking at a breakfast for reporters, so it was certainly not something he mentioned offhand. You don't mention something like that to a table full of reporters if you don't want it to get attention. So that was definitely a calculated move by the administration to say that they 
are, are paying very, very close attention to election security and probably that they're concerned about it. Well, one of the things that has changed, at least this week, is we all were able to learn about the interview of a German man who joined the Islamic State and then really revealed the workings of uh, the various lieutenants of Islamic State and their plans to carry out attacks around the world. Will that whole idea of radicalization be a focus of the president's strategy? It probably will. Uh, lone wolves are something that uh, the president and many other world leaders are very concerned about. Uh, we saw just yesterday here in Washington where a Metro Transit police officer was arrested for trying to um, cooperate with or work with Islamic State, and uh, that that was not a lone wolf incident, but uh, it certainly could have been if it had progressed. So the president will likely talk about the lone wolf issue, maybe some of his strategy. Um, that's for sure something that was discussed with his National Security Council. Um, he Normally at these sorts of events, he's taken a sort of reassuring tone, telling people to, you know, carry on with their daily lives, not not be afraid or curtail their activities because of risks or threats posed by Islamic State or um, its adherents. Uh, and I don't expect him to change that today, but given what we've seen in, in Europe this summer and this arrest yesterday in Washington, that's got to be front of mind for him as well as for the reporters who will be asking him questions. In addition, uh, the United States has about 5,000 troops in Iraq currently and a few hundred in Syria. Will there be further calls to either increase the American presence in those countries or will there be a sort of concerted effort to try to, you know, have him draw those numbers down uh, in, in as much as uh, there's political opposition uh, around the world to having those troops there? Yeah, President Obama faces push and pull from both sides on the troops issue. He ran for president promising to get the U.S. out of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the administration would say they've been largely successful given the number of troops today versus the number of troops eight years ago. But clearly we are not out of uh, Afghanistan and Iraq, and like you said, there are now some troops in uh, in Syria. So the president has said that he has backed off, he's publicly said already, that he's backed off of plans to completely draw down troops, and he uh, may, he could potentially increase numbers, but that's fairly unlikely, but he, for now, is sticking with his plans to to keep the troop levels that we're at, and we have seen him increase slightly numbers uh, of troops overseas. So I, I don't expect announcements along those lines today because he's unlikely to make that sort of announcement in this public of a forum. But he, he for sure is under pressure from some people that think there should be no troops and from some people that think there should be a lot more. And he's resigned to uh, not making everybody happy. That's uh, part of the job of president. You have well, to do he what only you has, think is right. At this point, how much, in fact, how much at this point are President Obama's hands not exactly tied, but, you know, maybe restrained by the fact that he's got a few more months in office and someone else is taking over? If he makes a, a significant move up or down in troops at this point, is that is that uh, the correct thing to do? Is that presidential etiquette, right? Absent any big big shift in the the external factors that he's dealing with in the Middle East, right? And under a normal presidential transition, of course, we could look in, be looking at a fairly unique presidential transition, depending on who's elected. But under a normal transition, the successor will follow on for a while, at least, what the um, 
what the predecessor did. Clearly, when President Obama were to ramp up now, and certainly if he keeps the same levels, no changes happen the first day that a new president takes office. So anything he does now lasts for at least a little while. Is this also an occasion for the president to reiterate his comments about the Republican nominee for uh, president, the Republican candidate, Donald Trump? I mean, he has said previously, and you've reported this, uh, that he had never had a reason to question the qualifications or fitness of other Republicans who ran against him, such as John McCain, senator from Arizona, and former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney. I think it's very fair to assume that the president will continue his line of attack against Donald Trump. He has had increasingly strident language against him, including calling him, quote, unfit for the presidency on Tuesday. It's hard to get a lot stronger than that. What will be interesting to see is whether he continues today his line of reasoning from Tuesday about encouraging prominent Republicans to back away from their support of Donald Trump. What the president seemed to be doing was to ask Republicans like House Speaker Paul Ryan to to back away. Even though Ryan has criticized Trump, he's still officially supporting him. And President Obama was basically challenging those sorts of Republicans about whether they're going to keep publicly supporting Trump. Angela Garland-Keen, thank you so very much. White House reporter for Bloomberg News in Washington. Uh,